Everyone knows they should exercise more, but they don't. Why? It all starts in the mind. This is the Mind, Body, and Health Show on 650 CIO. It's Wednesday night. It's 8 o'clock. You're listening to the Mind, Body, and Health Show on 650 CIO. And i got to tell you, folks, put down your phones, turn them off, call your, well, actually, call your friends first, tell them to tune in, then turn off your phones. If you're driving, pull over to the side, because I'll tell you, you do not want to miss one second of tonight's show. Believe me, I don't say this very often, but this is one hour you don't want to miss because we're going to be rocking and rolling like we've never rocked and rolled before. And the reason is, oftentimes in our lives, things go long, a nice steady pace, nothing happens, and then there's a huge earthquake, there's a tsunami. Is that how you say it? I don't Tsunami. There is, uh, you know, a meteorite smashing into the buildings. I mean, there's a war starts or whatever, and nothing is the same again. And i got to tell you, folks, that the Mind, Body, and Health Show will never be the same again. I'm Scott Patton, your co-host, along with Shane Jeremy James. Shane is not in the studio today. He's uh, on the prairies in Saskatchewan, a small town named Warman, and that's where he's joining us from. Hey, Shane. How are you doing today, Scott? I'm doing great, and uh, I'm almost scared to ask you how you're doing, buddy. What would you say if I said totally fantastic? I would be shocked because you've had an amazing week. It has been an amazing week. And I'll tell you, it's certainly not one you planned for. No, not one I planned for. So do you want to, do you want to start and tell them a little bit and then uh, I'll get into it? Sure. Uh, about a week and a half ago, I drove Shane out to the airport. He was going to go and visit his mom and his brother and his grandparents out in Saskatchewan, which is also where a lot of my family comes from. And uh, I said goodbye, gave him a hug, put him on the plane, packed him a little goodie bag of stuff so he could eat on the plane, and figured that I'd be... All healthy food. All healthy food, that's right. (laughs) And I figured uh, he'd probably be calling me uh, a week the following Saturday, uh, like 10 days later, to uh, say, come pick me up at the uh, the airport. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was our plan, and, and there was no reason to expect that the plan would be any different. And, of course, now it's three days after that Saturday, and uh, about a week or so ago, uh, Shane's brother called me, and he told me that you had quite an experience. Mm-hmm. So I think this is where you should tell the story, because you were there, and mm-hmm. I just got it third hand. Well, it was one of those experiences, like you said, where... You know, I was looking forward to coming back to Saskatchewan. It was my grandma and grandpa's 60th anniversary. The family was getting together. Nice. We're all going up to my mom's cabin. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things where the whole family had been really looking forward to, you know, finally getting together because we don't really get to do that much, do that stuff anymore because we get too busy with our lives. Right. And I was just thinking, you know, when you told me you were going out to the cabin, I thought, oh, man, you know, you get the fire, you're on the water, yeah. it's, it's, you know, into nature. I was like, oh, I wish I could have come. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we were sitting there on that Friday night. We all got there Friday night, and then my grandpa, my grandpa was sitting there, and my grandma leans over to me and says, look at your grandpa. He's just in heaven. He's had, you know, good meal. His family's around. He's sitting by the fire. Just exactly what he loves to do. It's, yeah. It's, it's, when you're a grandpa, isn't that just your dream come true? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we were looking forward to the, the, you know, a great long weekend, and uh we went to bed that night, and we all woke up the next morning, and we were all excited, and it was boating time, so we had breakfast, and we got the boats out and got both the boats into the water, and, and uh, the one boat was going to go fishing, and the other boat was going to do wakeboarding. And I can just imagine you sitting there trying to catch a fish. I was going to do the fishing later. <laughs> <laughs> so I jumped into the wakeboarding board boat, and uh, off we went. And uh, my brother wakeboarded for a little bit, and uh, my um, cousin's husband wakeboarded for a bit, and then I got out, and, and I... Uh, Shane, can of... you just describe what wakeboarding is? Because I actually had it wrong when I, when I heard, first of all, that you guys were wakeboarding. So Wake... what is that? Wakeboarding is a water sport. I guess it's similar to skiing, uh, but not. It's like snowboarding. So you have, like, a board, 
and the boat pulls you, and then you get up and you glide on a on a board. So as opposed to to water skiing where you've got two skis, you've just got that one board, like a snowboard. That's right. Okay. That's right. So I got got in the back and and uh, got up about got, tried to get up four times and and didn't didn't succeed. And the and the fifth time I finally got up and got going a bit and then then wiped out. And I, you know I was starting to get in the groove. And the sixth time I went to get up and I got up and um, I started to fall forward. And it was just a normal fall, just like any normal thing would happen. And I started to fall. And as I fell, I started to hit the water. And it was the weirdest thing happened. All of a sudden, everything really stopped and it went in slow motion. And I hit the water. And my leg hit this wave. And as my leg hit the wave, it was like hitting a cement wall. It just stopped. Yeah, it was. it's so hard to explain. And... I was laying down in the water, face first, and I knew I had to spin over, and I knew something was terribly wrong. And I could barely get over to actually start to breathe because I was starting to choke on the water. So I finally got over, and I grabbed my leg, and my femur had popped out. So basically my leg was split in two, completely broke. Now the femur is one of the bones in the thigh. Yeah, the femur is the second largest bone in your body. Wow. So there you are in the middle of this lake, the boat is probably turning around, and they don't know anything's wrong. No, they, they... They said, oh, he fell in the water. We'll go get him, right? They turn around, and all they could hear was screaming. <laughs> right. And they knew at that point something was fairly wrong. Yeah. And so uh, the boat started to come back, and, and all I could do at that point was grab onto my leg and try and hold my femur in. Um, and I was just shaking, and, and the boat got close, and, and my cousin and... Um, my cousin's husband jumped in the water right away right. and uh, kind of started holding me and stuff and, and bracing the leg and seeing what was wrong. And, and I, I mean, they knew right away, too. Um, and then the, then the fun start right. really began now. Yeah, how do you get out of the water? How do you get out of the water? Because my leg's in two. So whoever's holding my leg, if you move my leg a little bit, it's the most excruciating pain I've ever had in my life. See, I broke my nose before in hockey. I broke my hands in hockey. I've had metal plates put in my body. Nothing compared to this. Not right. even close. That was like minor, just tiny stuff. Yeah, and you're in water, so you're always moving. And it, Yes, and, and so we had to get me into the boat. Now, the problem was is that I was starting to go into shock because of the water. The coldness of the water? The coldness of the water was starting to put me into shock. Hmm. So they were trying Possibly to make sure that I didn't go into shock. Right. And um, and then, you know, I have to say, there's a real learning lesson here right now. And the one learning lesson is, when you're doing sporting activities, it's so important to have people around that know what they're doing, or at least yourself have been researched of what sport you're involved in. Because my all my family is avid, um, you know, hunters, fishermen, RCMP, police. So I had three police on board with me. You know, right. we, everyone had CPR. Everyone, I mean, it was they, they really worked like a team. And I, I have to say, if I didn't have that team with me, I don't, I mean, it would have been just a 100% worse experience. Right, right. So, you know, so they all worked together and got me in the boat. And I think the worst experience was there was three levels to get in the boat, uh, up one level and then two levels and three levels. So as they pulled me up one, I mean, if you could just imagine – Think about your leg and your leg broken in half, and as they pull you, your leg goes one way and the other the other part of your leg goes the other way. Right, yeah, not <laughs> yeah. pleasant. No, no, not pleasant at all. And a lot of pressure on that other bone. Oh, huge, huge, huge. They say that sometimes there's there's 15 to 18% of people that actually break their femur, die right away, don't even live through it. Wow. And if, two, if you break both your femurs, you only have a 35% chance to live. So there you are. You're, it's a beautiful sunny day. You've got a broken leg. They've, they've taken you. They put you into the boat. The boat is about to head to shore. And as the boat heads to shore, we're going to head to a break. And when we come back, we're going to continue the, uh, the story from, what was the name of the lake? Meeting Lake. Meeting Lake? Yeah. The story of Meeting Lake and Chain Jeremy James will continue after these words from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Stay tuned, everybody. Everyone knows they should exercise more, but they don't. Why? It all starts in the mind. This is the Mind, Body, and Health Show on 650 Sea Isle. 
Welcome back, everybody. I'm Scott Patton, along with Shane Jeremy James. Shane is not in the studio with us. He is in Saskatchewan. And if you, have, if you missed the first segment, you missed an amazing story. Shane was wakeboarding on uh, Meeting Lake and fell, hit the water like a brick wall, or the water hit him like a brick wall, snapped his femur, which is a major bone in his leg. And uh, as we left the last time, Shane, you were just out of the water in the boat. But first what we're going to do, Scotty, is we're going to change the name of the lake to Hell Lake for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you, you've got some anchors in that lake that are going to take a little, like the next time you go back there, boy, oh, boy. So that's that's right. It'll be a very interesting process. (laughs) Hell Lake, when I go back to Hell Lake. So... I, I get on, I get out of the water. I'm on the boat. They're taking me back to shore, right? The ambulance has been called. Yep. Everybody's ready at, at shore. Uh, they're going very slow. You know, my brother's holding my leg up perfectly steady. You know, my I have my hands wrapped around my femur. And, and, and the whole experience, right from that time all the way to the hospital, somebody else had to have their hands on top of my hands to hold my femur in place because it was so excruciating pain. Wow. And so, and then somebody's behind me holding me at the same time, so I'm not I'm not moving. So, I mean, really, and they're having to take turns because their arms are getting sore holding my yeah. finger in for so long. Yeah. So it's just, you know, really working working like a team, really, I have to say. It was just phenomenal work. And, it's amazing uh, what happens when people are faced with emergencies. Oh, it's just incredible, isn't it? They come together. They, You know, no one's thinking about anything except no. uh, That's right. getting the job done. That's right. So we get back to shore and the, we're waiting for the ambulance to, and, to come and, and I re- remember they leaned me back and they said, okay, we've got to take off your life jacket because I was still shaking and cold. And I said, no, no, please, no. And they said, well, why? And I said, because I had to take my hand off my femur then. Right, right. To take the life jacket off. So they, and they knew they had to get the life ja- jacket off because, you know, I was still, the, the coldness was not good for me. And so they kind of moved my hand away, and, I mean, I obviously yelled out a massive scream, right? Right, right. And then quickly got my hand back on there. And so I'm sitting there waiting for the ambulance, and, you know, everyone's kind of around me. And, and um, somebody comes back down. My gra- grandpa's out, and everyone's around, comes back down. And, and one of the family members comes back down, and just somebody else calls another ambulance because my grandpa passes out and, and passes right out, and they think he has a heart attack. Wow. So, you know, to boot. It's like, oh, great, right? So What a change from Friday night. Oh, man, what a, what a change. So we're sitting there. I'm on the dock now, like, pretty much in tears. My brother's, like, tears. Like, everyone's just kind of like, oh, geez, you know, what, what, can it get any worse? Right. You know, really, can it get any worse? Um, so the ambulance gets there and, and gets me in, and and, and uh, my girl cousin comes down and says, no, Grandma's going to be all right. And, you know, and at that point, I don't even know who to believe if they're just trying to comfort me. Right. Because I'm already in a bad state, right. right. you know, so I'm thinking, but, you know, I mean, I said, you know, I know this stuff. I know this stuff with my mind, you know, and I remember sitting there on that dock. And when we were coming across the boat on the boat, too, I said, you know, I know this stuff with my mind. I said, everything happens for a reason. I said this out loud to everybody, and they're like, okay, you know, and, and I'm just thinking, you know, it does. And, and this is an experience, and this was supposed to happen, and and I can get through this. And I was consistently thinking positive. Even yeah. when, the, you know, I was told that, that, you know, my grandpa just had a heart attack, I, I said, you know, you know what, he's going to get through it, period. That's it. We're going to get through this, right? You may not know the reason in the moment, but you know there's one. That's right. That's right. So we get to the hospital. And, uh, you know, the thing was the two paramedics that showed up for me could not give me, they were not trained to give me the drugs that I needed, Demerol or morphine, so they couldn't even give me a shot. Oh, no. So... Everyone's thinking, oh, he's going to have to drive an hour to the next hospital on these bumpy roads. Well, this other paramedic that showed up with an ambulance for my grandpa, he, he, yeah, he was more certified. So he so ran over and gave me a shot. There's the reason. There's, you're catching on. You're catching <laughs> on. <laughs> so he then goes back to his ambulance, and, and, and to town we go, and my brother jumps in with me, and everyone falls, and we get to the hospital. And so my grandpa's there, and I'm there. And uh, and my grandpa didn't have a heart attack. Um, he fainted. Uh, he's had these spells before, and it was just too much, you know, stress for him and just yeah. too much going on, right? Yeah. And uh, so so that was great. And and we're sitting there, and and before they were going to take me to Saskatoon. So you got to remember now, I'm about two and a half hours into this process, and I got another three-hour trip in another ambulance to a major hospital. Right. 
so they take me into my room where my grandpa is, and we're both sitting on our beds, and <laughs> I look over, and, and uh, people are taking pictures of us, right? And I said to grandpa, my grandpa, this is a unique experience. Yeah. We're never going to have a picture like this again together. That's right. Both of you in the same hospital room. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And it was funny because when we were by ourselves, he was more worried because he leans over to me and says, God, I'm embarrassed. He goes, I actually peed myself. <laughs> so he was more worried about that, right? <laughs> and I started laughing away, right? And 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 so I, I left, and they almost started taking me. And, and, you know, when I started thinking about the reason, well, the reason that that happened was I would have never had that Demerol, that morphine. It would have been a, a really hell experience for me to get be able to get back. That's for sure. You know, so there was the reason there. And, and so they get me into Saskatoon. And um, that night, uh, the surgeon didn't want to operate that night because it was already late. By the time I got in, it was probably about 10 o'clock that night. And he had been working all day, so he didn't want to do surgery till the morning. Um, and now, now I kind of say the real journey starts of going in for them wanting to do more x-rays. And uh, this was probably the worst experience that I had in the hospital out of the whole experience, but I had some really great experiences and, like, phenomenal help. But the start was almost like being on Hell Lake again. And, and why I say that is because when they did the x-rays, they actually ha- had people there that did not work together as a team. Hmm. And so what happens is they were pulling me off the bed and one person would pull one side of the of the bottom of me, and I would go halfway, and another person would pull another, and they actually ended up splitting my legs. Oh. Yeah, and and it was like, and I finally just yelled. I said, everyone stop right now. I right. said, we need to work as a team. One person on this end, one person on this end, one person on this end, and one person on this end, and we pulled together, right, right as right. I'm screaming. <laughs> yeah, because you're in pain. Yeah, I, I'm in pain. I, I'm in pain, so... But that was the x-ray experience, and, and the experience went on from there. And then um, the I had surgery the next day, and um, surgery turned out well. Everything went well. I got two metal rods put in my leg um, from down one side of the hip and then down the other side, and then, and then uh, screws um, bolted into them, basically. And um, They're permanent, right? They're permanent. Yeah, they're permanent. And it's kind of like I said. You're going to be setting off uh, alarms at the airports for the rest of your life. No, you know what? I'm unique. I get I get the most cool thing. I get a special card now. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I get a special card when I go through the airport. I flash it, and I go, I got a special card so I won't beep. Or if I beep. <laughs> <laughs> They'll let you through. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, we always knew you were special, Shane. Oh, thanks, thanks. <laughs> so you know how I said, Scott, that the real journey starts now? Yeah. And this is what I meant. The real journey starts now after surgery. I get out of surgery, and and I can't pee on my own. They have tubes up me that I have to pee through. I can't go to the bathroom on my own. I obviously can't walk, can't move my leg, can't can't do anything. I'm so high on morphine and, you know, all the kind of stuff that they put you in and just literally oblivious to to what's going on and um, really didn't understand how much the journey was going to be. Mm, ahead of me right how big a journey was going to be how how big it was journey is going to be and and this is why i say if you have a positive mental attitude from the start before you go into something like this you're going to be able to get through it rather than having a negative mental attitude and then going into something like this yeah makes it a lot more difficult huge because the the first day the physio people come upstairs and they bring crutches upstairs and my goal was to Stand up on one leg out of bed and hold the crutches and basically put them under each one of my arms and maybe take half a step and sit back down. Hmm. That was my goal. You know, and, and that goal now has led into a lot, you know, other goals as we went on. Um, and, and then my next goal was to be able to take the crutches and walk two steps. Mm-hmm. And bend my leg. Now my my leg to, the, to this right now, as we speak, could not barely bend. Still, they didn't put a cast on it or anything. No, they didn't, didn't put a cast on it or nothing. Um, you can't put a cast on it when you have this big of a big of um, surgery done right. on it. Yeah. Um, and now this is where I say that 
It's so important to be in shape and take care of your health before something happens. Because what I found as this whole process has went on is that when I took the walker and I walked halfway out of my room with the walker and I walked back with the walker, I was just about throwing up because Mm -hmm. my body took so much energy just to do that. Right. And I kept saying to myself, if I wasn't in good shape already and this happened and I didn't take care of my health, I would never want to see where I'd be right now. It's a long, long journey back. It's a long, long journey back. So, you know, I say to everybody, it's so important to be in charge of our health now before something happens because we don't know right now. And I'm not trying to put fear in anybody, but it could. We could walk out our door in the next minute. Anything could happen to us right now, and we don't know. That's right. Things can change in an instant. And it's and it's all about just being prepared for the change, right? And being the best person that you can be, yeah. So that you're able to deal with whatever life throws at you. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you're you're dealing with it. You're doing a good job of dealing with it. And I often I really believe that life doesn't throw more at us than, than we can handle. But we can always make the journey a little bit easier by being in shape, by having that positive mental attitude. Uh, I know that. In your case, uh, you know, talking to your mom, there was a, a day or two where you were just like, oh, my God, I can't believe this has happened, and you know, yeah. sort of sad and depressed, and that's a, a totally appropriate, normal reaction. And then it was kind of like, okay, well, you know, I've had my 10 minutes of my pity party. Now i got to figure out what to do because I, right. I got my life and I got my goals, and they're still there, and I'm not going to give them up just because i got a little roadblock in the way. Well, you know one thing that I noticed, how my mind was working through the whole process, and, and I think this is why it's so important to get your mind in check and, and really work with the mind and get the, get set into that positive mental frame, is that the three different sets of people said different things to me. And when we were with the paramedics on the boat coming out, um, the one girl, she, we get in the ambulance, and she goes, what do you do for a living? And I go, motivational speak, and they go, we thought so. Because the whole time I was talking positive, too. Right. Right? I was still putting positive out there. And so, and we thought so. And then she goes, you're like a bull. And you are like a bull, Shane. (laughs) And we've got to take a break. So we're going to find out what the other two groups of people said to you when we come back right after this, these words from our sponsors. You've been listening to the Mind, Body, and Health show with Shane, Jeremy, James, and Scott Patton on 650 CL. We'll be right back, folks. Are you ready to take control of your health? Then you're in the right place at the right time. This is the Mind, Body, and Health Show on 650 Sea Isle. Welcome back, everybody. We've been uh, talking about what happens when uh, life has other plans for you. Things that happen just sort of out of the nowhere and... Uh, change and uh, Shane is not in the studio with me if you missed our first part of our show he is out in uh, Warman Saskatchewan where uh, he was wakeboarding a week ago and unfortunately when he fell in the water the water was like a brick wall snapped his femur and there was a lot of things going through his mind including tons of pain and he's joining us Popped full of morphine, and uh, gotta say, Shane, you're doing a great job considering you're high. <laughs> but, but we, I'm straight out of the hospital. And like, you're straight out of the hospital. I'm I mean, only you're half an dedicated. hour out of the hospital. This half an hour out of the hospital? Yeah, half an hour out of the hospital. Yeah, like you're dedicated. I mean, this episode of the Mind, Body, and Health show, folks, is raw and uncooked. Call your friends because I'll tell you, you're never going to have an experience like this on the radio again. Well, we hope to, you know, beat it, of course, yeah. but not by breaking legs or other limbs. So, Shane, See, you, there's always a way. The show will go on. The show will go on. That's right. I was ready to do it all solo if I had to, and I'm sure glad that, uh, that you're here with me because uh, it just makes such a difference in my life having you around. So... You had talked before the break about the people on the ambulance, the ambulance attendees, who had asked, you know, what do you do? Because and when you told them you were a motivational speaker and, and that, they said, we knew it because you had, you were, had such a positive attitude and you were just like a bull. Yeah. And you'd mentioned uh, there was two other people, uh, groups of people that had also talked to you, and I'm kind of curious what they had to say. Yeah, it was um, a couple of the nurses um, who had had gotten around me had actually come up and and. We're kind of 
Are these the nurses that you're going out with on Saturday night? <laughs> yeah, see, there's a benefit there too, right? <laughs> Doesn't everything happen for a reason? Yeah, that's right. Didn't we that's say right. That? Maybe we got a future wife in there or something like that. Maybe. <laughs> that's right. But it, it was the same. It was the same type of thing. And somebody said to me, you know, it's one of the nurses actually. Two of them said, you know, your 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 energy is 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 very high it's very positive you're very very a pleasure to be around mm. and and sometimes i don't notice this and and one thing that i noticed is that from doing all the reading and really working on my mind and, and working on my body making sure that they're in line and i feel good about myself that when this happened this just came out naturally of not me trying to do that and and other people picking up on that Mm-hmm. And, That's who you are, and I think it's such an important trait to to have and and for us to all work on. So Shane, because, just yeah. I want to interrupt you just there for a second because I think you said something really really important. Now I want you to roll back your life ten years. If this had happened to you ten years, do you think the nurses would have been saying the same thing? No, they'd have buried me in the coffin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what you're not talking about something that's. Uh, Genetic. You're not talking about something that's okay. Everything could be God-given, but we. But by that I mean it just naturally comes to you. This is something you have worked on for a long time to achieve, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's really important for our listeners because it's easy to say, "Oh well, you know, blah 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 blah. He can do this, but I can't." And no, like you, you have spent a lot of time reading. You spent a lot of time going to seminars. You spent a lot of time, uh, you know, working out, working on yourself. Surrounding yourself with good people, uh, setting your goals, you know, looking at where you want to go in your life and all those things. And that wasn't something that just, you know, kind of happened accidentally, right? And it's available for everybody. I think that's one of the inspirational parts of this story is that, you know, you can start today, folks, because you're going to be living the rest of your life no matter what. You know, get some books like Think and Grow Rich. In fact, I just reread it for like the 10th time in the last 10 years yeah. a couple of weeks ago and then I noticed that one of your friends gave you uh, Grow Rich with Peace of Mind by Napoleon Hill same author yeah. and I'm just three quarters I stole it from you I'll, yeah. I'll return it later <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I'm reading through it and I'm thinking holy smokes you know how Napoleon Hill had grown from the first book to this book because it was I think one of the last ones that he wrote Yeah. and he says you know it's fine to grow rich but he says I know lots of people that are rich and don't have peace of mind. So I said, I want to write what I knew about how to have what you want in your life and have the peace of mind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've read those types of books and you've, you've done that work. And it's available to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone is, you know, homeless on the street, go to the library and get a library card and, and take the books out of the library. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, you have a huge library of books that you've got. So I just wanted to really emphasize to everybody, you know, what Shane went through, as unfortunate as it was, isn't something that he would have reacted the same way 10 years ago or 20 years ago because he's grown and you have that opportunity too. No, and, and something 10 years ago I would have asked myself, I would call stupid questions. Mm. And I would have said stuff like, well, why did this happen to me? Yeah. You see, and, and the quality of questions, we've said this, that you ask yourself is the quality of life you have. That's right. So if I would consistently ask myself a question like, why did this happen to me? My brain would go on a search and say like, oh, just, it would give you reasons. You know, you're supposed to. Yeah, it would give you a reason that you don't want to find. So, and so you know, they're not going to help you. No, not, not at all. And you think about uh, the certain question or statement that I used about, the, you know, this was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Everything happens for a reason. And I was already on that boat. And I was, on, you know, on the way back when I was going through pain, in my head I was already designing my first chapter in my book. I was telling everybody, right. all right, here's my book. Here's a story on stage. This is what I'm going to do. And I said at one point, and my aunt was, in the front, and I said, Aunt, get a pi- get the camera and take a picture of me. And she just kind of started laughing. And she says, you're sitting on it. <laughs> well, that's a picture we don't want to see. You know, so, I mean, we were even having some laughs, you know, in there. Yeah. And I was kind of being the brunt of having everybody laugh. Yeah, you were causing everybody to laugh. Yeah. You're the one in the pain. You know, so. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. And there's humor in all situations. There, there, there and is. that's a healing, I mean, and it's a very healing thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the reasons that you're doing as well as you're doing is you've got that, you look at the humorous side of it. Because, again, it's like our thoughts, uh, you know, create our reality, right? That's right. The questions that we have. And you ask the right questions, the good questions, and you also, 
bring in, you know, I mean, if you're sitting there sobbing, crying, like, poor me, my leg is broken, well, you know, that, yeah. how are you going to get over that? It's That's just right. a downward spiral, right? But if you totally. say, oh, I'll take a picture of this, you know, because I'm going to want to remember it when I, you know, can walk again, yeah. and you cause everybody laughing the way you do it, just totally creates a whole new energy and a healing environment. For sure, for sure. You know, and I always say, you know, and one thing that I was thinking, too, that helped me through is we all have a purpose in life. We all have a reason to be here. And the only time you don't have a purpose is if you're dead. And I said, I'm not dead. Yeah, so you <laughs> that still means I still purpose. have a big purpose. Let's get on with life. That's right. And there was one point in the hospital where I was sitting there and I kind of, I started to get kind of ruggedy, like my ruggedy as in my, my beard was starting to grow a bit. And I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm very clean cut. And my brother said, geez, I haven't seen you with that much facial hair. And, you know, that was the third day, and I was pretty doped up and stuff. And I remember the next day, I woke up, and I said to the nurse, bring me a pan, and I need some soap. And my sha- I knew where my shaving kit was. I said, I need my shaving kit. And I shaved right there. Yeah. And then I turned, I said, it's time to get on living. Let's get going. What do we need to do? Right. Good right. for you. Yeah. And, and I was just like, that was it. It was like I made that decision. It was like, you know, let's go. Bring it on. Let's Bring it know. on. That's right. life. That's right. I mean, I mean, we, you take the hand that uh, that you're dealt with, and you play the best game you can with it, right? Mm-hmm. That's and, right. And sometimes you get trumped, and then you go, "Okay, well, good thing there's another hand." <laughs> and we can always find another hand somewhere. That's right. I mean, the, the game just keeps on going and going and going, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, there was a guy down uh, just three rooms down from me two nights ago, and he died. Oh. And he wasn't even expected to die. His family was in there. I talked to his family. Uh, the day before, and we were talking about life and everything, and all of a sudden, I heard the priests in there, you know, reading their stuff and everything, and uh, I was out in the kind of, you know, walking around on the crutches or whatever, a few steps, and and uh, one of the family members walked by and said, yeah, he passed away. He wasn't supposed to pass away. Wow. You know, so... Um, it makes you count your blessings all the more. It does. It, it really does. Um, I think that... Uh, for this experience for me is, is definitely um, made me take a little different look on life again. And I always say that we shift in our in our lives. And some of us do, and I think we all should become aware of it, of shifting. Some of us get too caught up in the, the everyday world, almost like a trance, right. that we just so, stay Jane, in the mundane world. Let's, we got to take another break, and uh, but let's talk about some of this shifting that's going on, because I think when you have an experience like you've had, it's a major life experience. Most of us, when we have major life experiences, they're you know getting married and have a baby. You've got you know a broken leg, and I think how, we need to discuss a little bit about how that changes the outlook on life and and some of those shifts. So you've been listening to the Mind, Body, and Health Show with Shane, Jeremy, James, and myself, Scott Patton, on 650 CL. We're going to be right back after these words from our sponsors. Everyone knows they should exercise more, but they don't. Why? It all starts in the mind. This is the Mind, Body, and Health Show on 650 Sea Isle. All right, this is Scott Patton and Shane Jeremy James. Shane has a broken leg. That's the headline news today. Look for the story in the province tomorrow. (laughs) That's that's right, Mr. Mayor. (laughs) And... uh, you know, and for those of you that are just joining us, Shane was wakeboarding on vacation in Saskatchewan at Meeting Lake, hit the water for some reason the wrong way, snapped a major bone in his thigh, the right thigh, and ended up heading off to the hospital. Super, super change in your life from uh, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Just like you got the name of the lake wrong again. Again, Hell Lake. Yeah, it's we named it Hell Lake. Hell Lake. I don't want to. I don't want to anchor that lake as hell for you because uh, I'm sure there were lots of good memories there, and your mom's cabin is there, and it's going to be interesting the next time you go there. That's you're probably right. not going to wakeboard the next time you go there, though. Hey, uh, you're probably right. But you, you notice how I kind of stuttered on that. <laughs> <I'm> a, <laughs> I, with myself, I'll never say never. So. Yeah. Uh, I hope I didn't hope I didn't say never. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, so when something happens in our lives, a defining moment is what I like to call them, things change. And certainly our outlook on life changes. I think, I think part of this experience can be very maturing. Um, also, I think it, it also gives us great strength. The interesting thing about broken bones is they say that the strongest part of the bone later in life is the part that was broken. So that area that's broken will be the strongest part of your leg 
uh, once it's fully healed and and uh, you're you know running and hopping and jumping on it again. Yeah, yeah. But before we took the break, Shane, we were just talking a little bit about uh, the changes in outlook, and I was hoping you would share a little bit more about that. Yeah, for sure. When you look at life, I think a lot of times we go through life and, and like I call it, a trance, and we get caught up into everyday stuff, and we just kind of do the same routine over and over again, and and we we stop appreciating things. Absolutely. And all of a sudden when I couldn't pee by myself, I couldn't go to the bathroom by myself. Like this morning, I still had a a nurse had to shower me this morning. Mm -hmm. I couldn't shower by myself. I can't get dressed by myself. I can't move my leg without help, without somebody picking up and putting it into the bed for me. Right. So I literally cannot do anything by myself. And for the shift for me is understanding that there's so many little things in life that were going by me that I wasn't appreciating and that I've got to really take the time from now on in my life to appreciate those every little day things from being to wake up and take a breath, from being to walk, you know, take a step. Yeah. Um, You know, being to go to the bathroom on my own. Well, and where I was going when I was listening to you, Shane, was the people around you that love you and care, and are willing to you know help you and care for you. Yeah, I mean that that plays a a, a massive part of when everybody steps up and you know and then becomes like what I call a team, right? That's right. Team, it's it's such an important thing to have, and I think that if we start to take on a perspective of appreciating the little things all the time and not letting life pass us by so much, it helps our health life. It helps our body because it gives us a clear mindset and it actually reduces stress in the body. Mm-hmm. It makes us feel better because we're not getting stressed out at looking so at the bigger goals or I've got to do this or, you know, we have to get supper on the table. Or, But we're, we're really looking at, you know, people and, and really, I think, wanting to be their friends, you know, wanting that relationship, uh, you know, wanting to, you know, knowing that, well, I can be able to walk to the bathroom on my own and, and really experiencing that and being in the moment of that. And I think that's the key right there, the word, of being in the moment mm-hmm. and experiencing that at that time. So I think for me, it's been a major shift because I already know there's so many little things that were passing me by fast. And I already had practiced some of this, and you know that, Scott. That's right. And I had some of it down, but I realized I didn't have it down to near where I need to have it down. So this will actually become a whole thing that I'll probably start teaching and training now as well. Excellent. You know, when you were talking, uh, this past week has been traumatic for me in a number of ways, not just because I found out that you broke your leg and was concerned about you, but uh, my oldest son uh, got on an airplane and flew to Ottawa, and he's going to see his uncle in Ottawa, and he's going to go down to Montreal. As as Shane, you know this, but our listeners may not know this. And... um, and so I'm experiencing the beginning of the empty nest syndrome, right? I still have my youngest son living with me, but, yeah. but it was just, you know, when he, le- when he left, it was just like this huge hole in, uh, in my heart, you know. And, he's, you know, we told each other we loved us, each other and blah, yeah. blah, blah, and all that stuff. And, but it's not the same when he actually is going, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, you know, we were chatting online, and he says, he says I'll be back, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> my biggest fear, of course, is he's going to be like 4,000 miles away for the rest of his life, which yeah. is not going to happen, right? And uh, But I was talking to my folks and my parents, right? And I thought, you know, now I understand what they went through when I left home and probably what they go through every time I go for a visit and, and leave, right? Yeah. And, uh, and my dad, he, he, uh, he turned to me at one point and just told me how proud he was of me. And just made, you know, here, you know, he's 80 years old, I'm 51 years old, and it didn't matter. It was just, it just made my day. Yeah. And, and particularly that he would take that time to, to just uh, encourage me. So, yeah, people around us are so important. Mm, yes. You know, and that really does come back to appreciating, yes. you know, the people around you and, and the little things around you, right? You're not taking them for granted. Mm, so true. So true. You, you never know how long they're going to be around. Mm-hmm. That's and right. Whether they're... In the case of my son, just you know, going halfway across the country, or <laughs> or someone like the person in the in the hospital bed uh, just down the down the way from you that passed on. Yeah, yeah. 
So tell us a little bit about uh, how you're going to learn to walk again. Some of the therapy you're going to go through. Obviously, it's going to be what you know, a couple of days of therapy, and then you'll be up and running around again. Hey, well, you're going to start carrying me, and you're going to start <laughs> doing a whole bunch of stuff for me. I just haven't told you this part yet. <laughs> I got to get this big, uh, some some sort of like backpack that we just strap you on. Uh, that's right. That's right. I have a whole strategy. It's all about you. How you're you're going to be helping me walk. So your your <laughs> days are pretty much gone now. So. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so, thought I'd share that with you on air now. I appreciate it. Um, she's a long process ahead of me, that's for sure. Um, it's uh, little steps at a time. Obviously, I've got the crutches now, and um, I have to practice just bending, sitting in a chair, and basically bending my knee, getting it to move, because it doesn't move at all mm. every day. I have to lay in bed, and I have to take my leg and move it in and out, because like I said, I can't get in and out of bed. I can't lift my leg up into the bed by myself. Right. So I have to practice slowly building to do that. And every little, you know, I can tell every little day is a little step closer to my bigger goal of mm. walking fully again. Excellent. And how, how long is this process going to be? Just because I want everyone to know, like, this isn't an overnight thing, right? They say I'll have full recovery in six months. Wow. So you got six months of physio and stuff going on. Yeah, I'll be six months of, of, uh, of hard, hard training, right? Yeah. But, but I'm looking forward to it. Well, you, hard, you train hard all the time. That's right. You know, and, and you know, it, health is so important to me. And one thing that I said to myself is it was always going through my head. And and I think this, this is why we got to get ourselves in this state of mind, how health is so important. Because I, I was already thinking, how am I going to work out now? Yeah. How am I going to work work my upper body? Like, I was, I'm already planning it. I was kind of curious. I'm kind of curious to see how you're going to do in hot yoga now. Yeah, yeah, that that one would be interesting. <laughs> I could stand on the one leg the whole time. That's right. <laughs> you know, so you know, you look at the way I was thinking, and and it was thinking, okay, well, this is how I got to start to plan and prepare. Where I see a lot of people, they just give up and they mm. say, well, because I'm hurt, that means I don't have to do anything. And I and I looked at my leg and I said, okay, if it's going to take me three weeks to get it to bend, and it can actually start to you know kind of bend in three weeks, and I'll be able to sit down easier, that means that I'll be able to actually go to the gym and I can sit down on a normal bench and I'll be able to lean back and I can do all my upper body. I can do my arms. I can do my chest. Right. I'm going to just have to improvise and do some stuff. And I thought, crutches, I can do cardio on my crutches. I said, I live right by the seawall and I know a lot of people that live around me and I can go for a walk every night for 25, 30 minutes, a hard, good walk with my crutches. Yep. So, you see, it's that important to me still. I haven't right. just quit. I'm already trying to figure it out. And, and because you see, you're asking the right questions, right? That's right. How can and I keep fit? When I was in the hospital, they started bringing me all this crap food, and it was quite funny that <laughs> the, 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 the day that the day, the day they took me down to physio the second day, and she says, okay, well, we're going to get you to hop up two stairs. So I hopped up two stairs, got to the top, puked. Now, mm. Now, my, it's because my wound, my leg, there's so much energy, and, and it's trying to repair it, right? Right. So I don't have a lot of my energy. Plus yeah, a lot I, of your energy is going into repairing your body as opposed to that's anything else. For sure. And think about this. For the last eight days, nine days, I've been in bed probably 22 hours. Right. So I've only been out of bed an hour and a half a day, really. Yeah. Um, so what happens with that is the body is trying to take over and repair itself. Now... Right. Okay, so we're going to get back to your physio in a moment because we've got to take another break. You've been listening to the Mind, Body, and Health Show on 650 Sea Isle with Scott Patton and Shane Jeremy James. Uh, this is the raw, uncooked version, folks. I uh, hope you're enjoying it, and uh, we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. Are you ready to take control of your health? Then you're in the right place at the right time. This is the Mind, Body, and Health Show on 650 Sea Isle. Welcome back, everybody. This is the last part of tonight's show. Quite a different show than we normally do. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I say it's raw and uncooked because uh, I'm kind of shaking a little bit. This has been quite an event for me, and I'm not the one that broke his leg. Shane, you are. (laughs) But I just wanted to let everybody know, if you want updates... Head over to www.shanejeremyjames.com. We've got a blog there, and uh, even though Shane broke his leg, there's nothing wrong with his fingers, and uh, I'll make sure that he puts some updates on there for you all to, uh, you know, keep up to date. And also head over there and, uh, you know, wish him well. 
all the support. I know uh, he'd really, really appreciate it. Yes, yes. That's awesome. Okay, so you, we were talking about how we were asking the right questions, right? Rather than, like, why did this terrible thing happen to me? How can I get back on my feet quicker and faster? And, and you've got six months of physiotherapy ahead of you and uh, a little bit of work. Mm-hmm. But you're up to it. You know, one thing that I like to say, too, is that when we were talking about the food, and, and right. here's how important your diet is, is that I noticed when I was eating the hospital food that when I was trying to go to physio, I didn't have as much energy if I would have been eating nice and clean. So what I did at that point is, you know, I said to my mom, I said, you know, you got to start bringing me some dinner in. You need to bring me in, like, fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So I completely changed my diet when I was in there because what they were giving me, you know, you think you'd be in a hospital and you're going to get this great healthy food, but you're getting food that's just loaded with sodium and stuff. Right, right. And right? It's because all dead. Why? Because it's about the budget. It's cheap, and that's what they do. Yeah. Right? So, I mean... And I, you wonder why people don't get better faster. No, I mean, to me, that's just, just ridiculous. Right? So, so the diet I changed, and what I noticed is when I started to change my diet, guess what happened? Magically, my energy started to go up higher again. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So, very, very important process of, of, of well, that's just life in general, your diet. That's right. right well, there. it's what you put in your mind has a huge impact on you, and what you put into your body has a huge impact on you. When yeah. you put the right things in both parts, that's when uh, we think you've got vibrant health. Yeah. I, you know, I totally have to say is that I was actually getting cravings for my protein shakes. So I was like <laughs> thinking about, okay, I, you know, I'm so used to going over to Popeye's, walking into Popeye's store and having and buying my protein shake. And I was like actually getting visions of walking into their store and getting my protein. Right. You know, because right. I missed it so much. Send your mom over. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> So I guess that's a good addiction to have. Well, that is. It's, well, I think it's a really good thing when you start noticing the good, you're missing the good food, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. You know, and I have to, I'm going to give a shout out to the nurses. 100%. What incredible treatment I had. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know actually a lot of them are listening to the show. Just about half the hospital, because word got around that I was, you know, fairly big and a guru in the health and fitness industry. So many people were coming over to me, talking to me, and we went through a lot of things. So we have a lot of nurses tuned into the show tonight. And well, I thank you all from uh, everybody out here that loves Shane. We appreciate you looking after him for us. Yes, for sure. It was just the most phenomenal service that I could ever have, and, and I give a whole appreciation to what their job, what they do in their job. Mm-hmm. I mean, It's not an easy job. No, not, not at all. Particularly moving you around. Yeah, moving me around. And there was a couple experiences that I won't share on the radio because we'll get really grossed out and everyone will turn the radio off. But there was a few experiences that happened with me and a few things in our room with other people with the nurses had to shut the door. And I just could not believe that they could even deal with those experiences. And the one sat there across from me on the bed and just talked to me normal after all this happened. And I was like... I can't believe that you can do your job. I said, you must be so passionate at what you do. And you know what the worst thing was? She was the most, she was like the prettiest, (laughs) like 26-year-old, and she was single, too. And I'm like sitting there, and there's a good lesson for me, I'll tell you this. There's another lesson, and this is what's going to be one a chapter in my book about vulnerability. Mm -hmm. I had to let all my vulnerability go at that stage of the game. Yeah. All right. (sighs) So, I won't tell you if I got a date or not. <laughs> I'm sure you did. I just don't want you to tell me what happened. I think I, can, I, think I got enough of a, a, a vision in my head. I don't need to know any more details. Yeah. So, Shane, I want to thank you so much for, I mean, I think you're a real trooper for taking time to uh, to share all of this stuff with our, with our audience this week because... Uh, um, I know that you're pretty high on morphine. Uh, you're probably still in a lot of pain. Mm, yeah, yeah. It was a it was a tough ride home. It was the first time I'd been out of the hospital and and actually outside since the accident. And hitting the bumps on the way home was not a very pleasurable experience. But yeah. but well, I'm, I'm but I'm at home now and I feel great. Yeah, and it's and I think that's an important thing too to be home, be with the people that love you and that, that can really look after you. And 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 it's true, folks. Like I mean. 
I we spoke on the phone, Shane and I, about three hours before we went on the air. He was still in the hospital, and he was saying, "Well, when we go on the air, uh, I should be home." <laughs> and then we phoned a half an hour before we were on the air, and it's, "I'm almost home." Right? We actually phoned your home a couple of times, no answer. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah. So I mean, you just you really just got out of the hospital in time to uh, to be on the next show. Yeah, I really did. I'm having a whole new experience right now. It was the first time trying to get up this, my mom's stairs by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I said, we pulled up to the house, and I said, you know, Mom, I pulled up here, you know, 12 days ago, and I had two legs. I pull up here again, and I only have one leg. That's right. <laughs> well, you have two legs. Just one's not working That's as well right. as you'd like. And it, it'll be the strong leg for the rest of your life. Yeah. Because that's one of the things that, uh, one of the philosophies that, uh, and I wish I'd found this poem. I read this poem when I was uh, 20 years old, and it talked about getting broken in life and being stronger in the broken places. Yeah. And uh, I think that's a big lesson for, for everybody out of your experience. Mm. That is. So, any last words before we uh, sign off for this week, Shane, that you want to leave everybody with? And then uh, I'm going to do the... The regular wrap-up? Um, just, I guess I just want to say that uh, appreciate the little things in life. And that is appreciate your health. Take care of your health. Take care of yourself. Because anything could happen at any time that you don't know that's unexpected. And I would add to that, appreciate the people in your life that mm-hmm. you love. Because right. um, you might not have, you know, who knows what would have happened if you had landed on your head instead of your leg. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I probably would have gotten smarter. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, I appreciate you, Shane, and I'm looking forward to next too. week uh, when we do this all over again. Great. So, everybody, uh, tune in next week. We're going to be giving you updates on Shane, Jeremy, J- Jeremy James. <laughs> blah, blah. We're going to give you updates on Shane, Jeremy James at his website at shanejeremyjames.com. Just click on the blog. And you've been listening to the Mind, Body, and Health Show on 650 CL. We'll see you all next week. Bye-bye.